Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mikey, intern, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So it seems that every time Serena Williams takes the court, everyone in those stands got their cell phone out and are either taking photos or taking video. It's become a big deal, and it is. Is she still in the field? She is. She won her second round match last night, two sets to one over the second seed, and that kind of I- and uh, that's, that's a nice win. You know what she is? She's the female Tiger Woods. Everybody is flocking around her now. And, and for tennis, that's very, very good. These crowds have been huge. They're loud. They want her to keep right on winning. 42 years old. Make, uh, allegedly, her farewell tour. We'll, we'll see whether or not that manifests itself. She's in a situation now, Mike. She can play. She can play at the top level. She may win this thing. But over and above all that, can she be consistent as a champion should be, and playing on the pro tour on a constant level? And the answer to that is probably not. She is 42, mother, she's got other other investments to overseas. She's no, no dumbbells. She has, she's very, very wealthy. But she is now calling on her physical skills, which certainly are not anywhere near what they used to be. Can she survive this whole U.S. Open thing? Yes. She's got a long way to go. Another four rounds, I believe it is. But She's playing at a top level right now, and she is strong. She is in a semblance of condition to where she can continue to play. Can she meet the match regimen, though? Another, I think it's four more matches, four more difficult matches in a very short period of time. Can she do that? That we're about to find out. As a player, she's still at the top level. And she looks like she's definitely on a roll right now. A lot of it is mental. Yeah, she is gonna, I know. And she has, this is really big, she has the support of the crowd. Oh, big time. And that <laughs> is huge, too. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, it'd be a great ending to her story, you know it what I mean? Be. Um, because she definitely overcame a lot to get where she is, and to finish off winning the U.S. Open, holy cow, that would be unbelievable. Be, it'd be championship Grand Slam number 24. It would, yeah, it'd be unbelievable. So a little bit of racing going on this weekend, right? There is indeed. This is the start of the NASCAR playoffs. Now, the regular season ended last week, and with it, the drivers, and there are 16 of them, qualify for the for the playoffs, the NASCAR playoffs. That doesn't mean that the other drivers aren't racing. They are. They're just not competing for the championship of the entire NASCAR circuit. Uh, so this is the first of the playoffs, and this is an annual Labor Day event, the Darlington, or the Southern 500, it's called. It's at Darlington, South Carolina. That'll be a very big race, and the winner of that one takes another step toward the championship, assuming that it's one of the 16. Uh, this is uh, rather interesting, the way they have this playoff system set. Again, all the drivers will be there, and they'll be there right through the very end of it, the final race in Phoenix, which is in November. But only 16 have a chance to win the championship. Always exciting. Um, you know, racing's all right. I'm more of a college football fan myself, though, if we're going to be honest. And tonight I got a uh, fantasy football draft happening, and there's some college football. My wife, sorry, we're watching football tonight, honey. You are having a draft on the night that the Missouri State Bears are playing? I can do both. I can play a oh, laptop on my lap. And watch the TV. And you can concentrate on who you're going to pick while watching the football game. I multitask all the time. You see it. You're sure as hell better than I am. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's it's because I'm I got for some reason I got number two pick in fantasy this year. Thank God. And uh, the that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good you get the early ones. 
But it's bad because then you got to wait a long time for your second round. And when the second round yeah, comes, comes around, you're, you're, you're almost D- into third. You are D-A-L, and you know what that is? I'm going to tell you, but it's, it's not very nice. It's no, well, it wouldn't be the first time you said something like that to me. All right, so who's playing tonight? MSU and who else? The Bears and the Bears. Yep. Missouri State Bears against the Central Arkansas Bears. This is a very good test for the Missouri State Bears. Going down to Conway, Arkansas to play. That'll be difficult going on the road, and Central Arkansas is not a bad football program. This will be the fourth meeting, I believe it is, in the last two years between these teams. Uh, Missouri State won one, and that was the game here last year, 41-34, to in a frenetic finish that had the crowd on its feet. Anyway, uh, Missouri State in Central Arkansas, and uh, we'll take uh, talk about more on that one shortly. Mizzou also plays tonight. They open up the season in uh, Columbia for O'Field, meeting Louisiana Tech, La Tech, is a lower-level D1 team. They're not all that good, but um, and Missouri is a big favorite, almost a 20-point pick in this one. Central Michigan playing down in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. And in the Missouri Valley, beside the Bears game uh, at Central Arkansas, Indiana State is hosting North Alabama. That's a very good program, North Alabama. And Western Illinois Leathernecks are visiting the team the Bears playing next week, Tennessee Martin. Mm. So, yeah, we have some games going on tonight, tomorrow night, and a big weekend. Oh, big time Saturday, Sunday, my man, or Saturday. So, Cardinals still facing off with the Reds yesterday. They get another dub. They did in extra innings, and the all-time great Lars Newtbar hit a home run in the 13th inning that really put the Cardinals over the top. You knew the, you knew the Cardinals were going to win it. You knew it in the 10th when Cincinnati had the winning run thrown out at home plate. Good defensive play by St. Louis. Runner from third tried to score on an infield bouncer, and the Cardinals threw the guy out at home. You knew then, well, Cincinnati is not very good, and they just blew their one chance right there. So you knew the Cardinals would win it, and they did. 5-3 to three is the final. St. Louis takes today off and come home for the weekend to take on the Chicago Cubs. That'll be at Wrigley. Uh, I don't know. It won't be at Wrigley. It'll be at Bush Stadium. And that starts tomorrow night. It's a weekend series. Fact of the matter remains, though, in my opinion, the Cardinals have the division wrapped up. There are six games in front and just playing better than everybody else. Nobody's going to catch them. Well, I uh, I like that. We just hope they maintain and don't go backward. They just keep going forward. And I think right now, as long as they stay healthy, we should be going pretty, looking pretty good. I'm even feeling pretty good about the pitching going into the playoffs, my man. Well, that is true. The pitching has been fair. It was it was adequate last night. Uh, Luis or Jose Quintana was on the mm-hmm. hill, and he's he's a journeyman. Yeah, he's not a big stopper, but he was able to got the job done yeah. against. That's the, what it's about. It's an yeah. innings eater, is what they talk about, and Quintana is one of those guys. Definitely for sure. Uh, they weren't the only ones playing yesterday. Royals and Springfield Cardinals did as well. Royals fell to the Chicago White Sox four to two at uh, in Chicago at Guaranteed Rate Field. Um, and the, the, again, the White Sox are uh, allegedly in the hunt, but they're just not playing very well. And now they don't have their manager, Tony La Russa. He has been sidelined indefinitely. Apparently, it's a heart problem that he has. Mm. He's visiting cardiac specialists. Now, he had a slight episode prior to the game two days ago, had to leave and go to the hospital. But now he is resting and under care so we'll see what happens. And, of course, everybody, 77 years old, pray for the best with Tony La Russa, who's a Hall of Famer. Anyway, the Royals do lose that game to the Chicago White Sox. Springfield Cardinals had Jack Flaherty on the hill. This is his fourth rehab and his third down here in Springfield. He pitched well last night. 
six and two-thirds innings. He gave up three runs and seven hits and struck out nine. They took him out in the seventh inning, partially because of the pitch count, but partially because he was running out of gas, too, and the Wichita wind surge were getting to him. Springfield had the lead. Springfield had the lead going into the ninth inning and gave it up. And Wichita won the game 5-4. to four. That puts the win surge five games in front of the Cardinals now. There's still a number of games still to go in this series. But the best that Springfield can do if they win the rest of them in this series is finish up one game behind. That would be fine. That's acceptable. That's a margin that can be overcome. Don't want to lose any more to this team, though. No. Can't. But at the end of the day... What I always say about the teams I root for, give us a season to watch, and at least for the back half of the season for the Springfield Cardinals, they definitely gave us a pretty good season to they watch. They have, and of course, the object. Yeah, you want to win, and everybody, fans, players, managers, you want to win going out there, but winning is not the ultimate objective down here. It's player development. That's yeah, what it's all 110%. about. 110%. And you're seeing some of the top prospects, uh, gosh, uh, Walker and Wynn being two of them, uh, McGreevy being another one. It, th- these guys are good players, and they're going to be future St. Louis Cardinals, maybe in the near future. Yeah, well, uh, that can't come soon enough for me, I'll tell you that right now. Last but not least, uh, as we mentioned last hour, Missouri State Bears on the road to open up their season. Your thoughts on that game tonight, sir? Very interesting test. I just hope, and, and, and I mean this sincerely, I'm hoping that the Bears haven't been overhyped. That's all we've heard about now since uh, the latter part of January, February, and how much they're doing and how much they're getting and all that. Well, so are the other teams. They're not just sitting on their behinds. But I do like Bobby Petrino's philosophy, and the Bears do have one major ingredient in their favor, and that is the quarterback, Jason Shelley, who is a projected first-team Division I AA All-America. He's a very good player. He's played in the big time. He played at Utah, started a couple games, one of them at the Coliseum in Los Angeles against Southern Cal. This guy's been around. Last year, big year, expecting another big year this year, too. This will be his final year. Shelley is the leader. The Bears are a, this is the Missouri State Bears. Both teams are the Bears. Missouri State is a nine and a half point favorite going into this one tonight. Again, all the hype, you prove yourself on the field. And watching the Bears play their scrimmages against each other, been pretty good. It's time to play somebody else. How they react to somebody else and how they react to a good team it's going to be, I think, indicative of the season. Tonight's game is a big one. And uh, what channel is it on? It is on uh, one of the streaming. Uh, all the old NCAA games, it's a mandate, are streamed. Uh, I don't know where it'll be on. It's not one of the regular streams. Uh, when you need to help finding it on your phone, just give me a call tonight. I'll, I'll walk you through I need it. help right now. <laughs> I know. Maybe <laughs> it's on ESPN, the Ocho. Have it, a great day, man. It is, it is ESPN <laughs> Plus is what it's on. All right, man. I'll see you later.